0: Welcome! You're tuned in to The Rest of the Sermon, a podcast where we dive deeper into content, conversation, and application of Sunday's sermon at Westside Church in Poplar Bluff.
1: If you want more information, you can visit our website at westsidepb.org. If you have any questions you'd like answered on this podcast, you can email them to info at westsidepb.
0: Most importantly, it's all about Jesus. We are on here, guys.
1: We're live and in living color. All right, I've got a Would You Rather.
0: Oh, oh okay
1: okay and this is not poking fun at the devastation that took place in florida i'm just saying this i'm just saying this scenario i'm just saying i
0: got you i just don't know where you're going with yeah
1: right yeah, I I was was yeah for sure the, well hey, it's I 2022 just, everyone's offended by everything okay
2: well i'll soften your blow because me and another friend when your husband works operating heavy equipment yeah there was a time in my life where i'm like ooh, a hurricane's coming sure I get to like, the kids loved Christmas that year because those are big financial games. Redoing the kitchen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a
1: real thing. I mean, that's (laughs) a real thing. You don't want
2: it to happen, but if it does, hey. Yeah.
1: So obviously, the waters have caused an insane amount of flooding. Like the entire state, the hurricane, Ian covered the whole state. It was just crazy. I saw a couple videos. I don't know if you guys saw these. Number one of the shark swimming on the road. No. Okay. Number two, Florida has a ton of alligators, mm-hmm. like everywhere. And they. one of them was in a supermarket. And now, granted, we're talking eight feet of water also in right. the supermarket yeah. as well. So, so here's my would-you-rather for you. Would you rather there be sharks on the loose, swimming in the streets, okay? Or would you rather there be alligators on the loose, Everywhere. And by the way, you're in the midst of a hurricane during all of this. It's craziness. You're in your house, it's filling with water. You might Mm -hmm. need to get on the roof. You're going to have to get in the water, is what I'm saying. Oh, Okay? okay. At some point, you're getting in this hurricane water. Would you rather, in your mind, go, there's sharks in this water? There's alligators in this water. Ready? Go.
0: Sharks. It's going to be different. I was going to say alligator. Great.
1: Explain your answer, Nikki. Why sharks? Um,
2: Because I have lived on the edge uh, when we were in Louisiana. We were on yep. the edge of a wildlife refuge. I've literally had to stop my car taking my kid to school because a gator was crossing yep. the street. They'd create damage. They're more aggressive. Yes. Sharks, they're going to, you know, I've swam in the ocean. You'd kind of gamble a little. I feel sure. like they're the less. They know they're not where they're supposed to be.
1: Yeah.
0: Gators, on the other hand, are like, mm, yeah. nope, we're going to be there.
1: Yeah, so. Haley?
0: Okay, so I have two not great reasons. Well, this is a would you rather scenario. I know, but like, (laughs) it's like, why do I feel equipped? One, I saw a TikTok where someone domesticated an alligator and it was like swimming on its back in a pool. And I feel like even though I am not prepared to domesticate this alligator, someone somewhere has domesticated one. And I feel like there's hope. I could maybe be like, please don't eat me. Okay. Two, my husband used to live in Florida. Yep. He has a story where he once wanted to wrestle an alligator. I will let you h- listen to him tell the story because it's a lot more heroic we than we got to have the John whatever. on the
1: podcast. I can't wait for that.
0: He, like... Makes it seem like a much bigger deal than the pillow talk at night version, but that's fine. (laughs) But I'm like, okay, at least at one point he wanted to wrestle an alligator. Yeah. It could be his dream come true protecting me from this alligator. Huge. So I'll domesticate it after he fights it. Nice.
1: I think I'm going to have to agree with Nikki. I would rather there be (laughs) sharks in the water and here's why. A shark kind of like... Plays with its food. Yeah, it like tests it out. So when people are attacked by sharks, they're always like, "I felt a nudge," and mm-hmm. and then something, and then whoosh, it happened. Like sharks are extremely curious animals. That okay,
0: intelligent. I'm a,
1: yes, I'm a big fan of Shark Week. Alligators are just hungry, and they'll eat anything. There's been license plates. There's been alligators are a garbage disposal. I feel like a shark's going to be stressed out in the hurricane, super concerned about where it's at. If I bump into an alligator, it's over. It's just over. I feel like it's right there. I don't know, but...
0: already be chomping on the road sign.
1: This is true. Steve (laughs) Irwin, though, wrestled those alligators like they were nothing. Okay,
2: but here's the thing. And again, I had a six-year-old when we lived down there, so he was like nerding it up hardcore. He wanted a nurse shark as a pet. And we went to several alligator farms. When you flip them over, the alligator's brain like falls out of its brain cavity type thing. And wow, then yeah, that's why
1: it gets all that's why they lethargic. Yeah.
2: Because their brain literally falls. It's so bizarre. And I know, I know random weird stuff.
1: Wow. But yeah. So when you fight an alligator, you need to roll that yeah. joker on Flip his it. back oh, somehow. also,
0: the video I saw of them domesticating it was just oh. it floating on its back a lot yeah. and then rubbing its belly. So it was probably just out of its mind.
1: Yeah. yeah my favorite <laughs> are the videos when. The guy is trying to show off, and that the alligator's mouth is open,
0: and then he gets eaten, and
1: they he sticks his head in, and then whammo, it. Com- I feel. No sorrow, no, no, no. compassion, no. no empathy. That is you a dinosaur. Asked for it. That yes. yes, that is an apex predator. That's Natural all it does. Natural
2: consequences are great.
1: Hundred percent. So we'd love to hear from you. <laughs> if you're in this scenario, what would you rather have? Would you rather have sharks swimming in the water? You've got to get in the water, okay? So you can't say I'm gonna jump on rooftops. I'm gonna. You're gonna have to get in the water. Would you rather there be sharks? Would you rather there be alligators? Let us know. But hey, guys, we've got some exciting stuff coming up in the life of the church. Haley, why don't you let them know what's coming? Miss Nikki, you got something for them as well. What is happening? What's up at Westside?
0: Yeah, so this week is child dedication. We've had a sign up out there for a while, but we get to dedicate a bunch of kids to Jesus this Sunday. That's amazing. Super cool. Um,
2: um, One child, super in particular, that we get to do that with this coming Sunday. Haley's burying the lead that Maeve, her daughter, oh yeah, is going to be yeah, one kid. of them.
1: I love it.
0: Oh, yeah, my kid. I love yeah. it. I'm, like, super excited because yes. a lot of our family is going to come to church that doesn't normally come to church. So love it so I'm much. excited that... Babies bring people together, Yep, if that makes any sense. I love it, man. It's huge. Yeah. And so then we also have Baptism Sundays coming up. Yes. Baptism Sundays. Baptism Sunday, specifically. Yep. Specifically. um, Yeah, and that's going to be the 23rd. Yes. And we have a baptism class the Wednesday before on the 19th. Yes. And that's, if yeah. if, you're,
1: if you're listening to this and you have questions and that's what's making you not sign up, Come to the baptism class. Yeah, Yeah. It's the whole reason why we have the class. We go over everything. I give you a tour of the... I mean, like, I try to make this as boots to the ground as possible. So please sign up. Please come to the baptism class.
0: Absolutely. The sign-up sheet is still out there. It'll be out there for probably another week or so. Yes. So... Put your name on the list, put your number on the list, ask all the questions, and then go from there.
1: Come on. Come um,
0: on. That Baptism Sunday is also the same Sunday that we are having Fall Fest, Woo! which is like an iconic thing at West Side. Big time, man. There's a pie auction. There's a chili cook-off. It is family-friendly. Yes. It is for your kids. It's for the grown-up. There's sometimes face painting. And, and it's parent, fall. Yeah. It's fall, guys. We get to just say that Bonfire. It's fall. Yes. Yeah. All the things. It's beautiful. All the things. Also, if you are part of any ministry, which you should be. Yes. I love that plug there. It was good. Which you should be. There's still a sign up if you are not. It's at the Welcome Center. But if you are part of any ministry, which you should be. You should be getting contacted by your ministry leader sometime this month to have a meeting. Yep,
1: formal introduction, what's this about, what do we do, how do we do it, why do we do it, all that stuff.
0: Yes, and specifically, I think KidSide is having one, which is huge. Yep. We are doing it this
2: Sunday right after church, so if you are one of my KidSide or nursery volunteers or you just signed up past, previous, does not matter... Um you want back in the rotation if you've kind of taken some time off, we are gonna feed you guys Sunday. Yay. Ooh. Yeah. Love so it. stick around. The kids can be here. It'll be a little more chaotic, but it's not it's all good. a big deal.
1: Charitable yeah. Normal
0: life if you yeah. have kids. right? Exactly.
1: Yes. But yeah. as Michael Jackson says, a shamone. Yeah. Shamone. Shamone to the <laughs> meeting. I love it. We got a ton of exciting stuff. Also, we've launched our What's Up at West Side newsletter. Yep. So, um, if you're wanting to be a part of that, you can fill out a connection card. Just really, it's your email. We need your email yeah. so you can get subscribed to that. It's great. It goes out at the beginning of the month, end of the month, lets you focus on some things. There's some meditations in there, all kinds of good stuff. It's just another avenue of communication. Okay. Yeah. So, please sign up, be a part of that. Listen, check this out. Today, I, I want to talk about a dichotomy or something that I've been thinking about that I think that we struggle with, but it's a lot of times we think it's one or the other. Okay. And, and what I mean by this is we hear this all the time in the church world, grace and truth. Right. Okay. Grace and truth. And I think it's important. Where does that come from? Well, it actually comes from John chapter one, um, verse 14. And it says this and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we have seen his glory as of the only as of the only son from the father full of grace and truth yeah so that's where the saying comes from john's talking about jesus the word becoming flesh it's interesting john says he is full of grace and truth so it's full but it's grace and truth It's not 50% grace, 50% truth.
0: A hundo, a hundo. Yes,
1: (laughs) let's go. It's a hundo, a hundo. And so when I think about that, the reason why I think it's important is because Jesus is the picture of the perfect person. Yeah. Okay? And I think this is... We never get beyond this, by the way. He's our Savior, but He is our example of what the emotional, physical, relational, spiritual life is. By the way, the Christian life is the Holy Spirit setting up residence in your heart and your mind and living the life of Christ through you. That's the Christian life. It's all about Jesus. Imagine that. That'd be a great mission statement for a church. (laughs) So
2: Might want to stick that on a sign by the road somewhere.
1: One of the things that just has been jumping out to me lately is Jesus's relational dynamics with people. We talked a little bit about this last week, the wise, foolish, evil, all of this. When I see Jesus operating in full of grace and truth, I I think the most important word in there, apart from full, is the word and. Yeah. So it's grace and truth. And actually in the original language, you can't remove the word and. It's a participle that joins grace and truth together. So if you removed and, the sentence wouldn't make any sense. I don't think we ever think of grace and truth. I think we think of grace versus truth. So I think we live in a tension of I have to be either A, one or the other, or no matter the scenario... I need to figure out, is this a grace scenario or is this a truth scenario? Like I got this meeting with my friend. Is it going to be a grace meeting, good cop, bad cop, that type of stuff? So what I wanted to do is I want to look at some characteristics of what a grace person would maybe kind of be and a truth person. By the way, one's not better than the other here. Okay, So when I give these descriptions, oftentimes truth people, I think, get a bad rap amen, because they're well it's different than grace people and so (laughs) and so yeah and so it's not one or the other here okay so it's not like oh i want to be a grace person because truth people are bad no 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 like we're going to learn in just a minute why something like that is so significant okay but grace people um number one quick to forgive slow to judge good characteristic okay like i don't know the whole story I gosh i would hate for that to happen to me you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. number two sees the gray areas in life. Well, you know, maybe it's not so black and white. I mean, what happened to them earlier that day or I don't have the information or man, they're going through a lot right now, right? I think grace person. Yeah. Number three, sees conflict as draining and negative. So mm. it's like, man, you know, I think they might need some encouragement rather than correction in regards to this, okay? The fourth thing. Looks for the best in any situation. I think that would be a good general characteristic of a grace person. Like, man, I'm believing the best. I'm, I'm all of these types of things. A truth person is going to be slow to forgive and quick to judge. Now, that's not negative. That's not bad. Remember, guys, Jesus says to be wise as serpents and as innocent as doves. We like f- totally forget that Jesus said that. By the way, super cool name for a band.
2: Serpents and Doves. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes, it's really cool, okay? I'm
2: seeing the t-shirt in my yes. head. Yeah, it's yes. like I just want the artwork.
1: Let's yeah, go. Sure. Let's go. Okay, um number 2, only sees sees things as black and white. Yeah. I and mean, it's a definite definite characteristic. I mean, an accountant, whatever truth person, all of this. Number 3, sees conflict as necessary and good. Mm. We need to engage. We need to, you know, corrective criticism, year in reviews. This is, I need this sort of feedback. Number four, looks for the worst possible outcome. Now, this is not a bad thing, okay? Again, this is preparing for. Yeah. I know what life holds here we got to have a you know a uh, a curb in here to be able to go what if something happens all of that stuff hearing a grace person in a truth person's description i want you guys to answer which one do you think you naturally sort of incline yourself to
0: i have a problem with this okay so took the spiritual gifting and i am shepherding mercy and prophecy okay and I feel like mercy is the grace and prophecy is the truth.
1: 100%.
0: And I love that in my head, it's like, that's biblical. Yay. I hate how my mind works with that Mm. because, yeah, it's like sometimes there's an analytical and I can't get out of black or white. Yeah, sure. And then sometimes when other people are only talking in black and white, I'm like, guys, there's this whole middle there's here. So much
1: more. There's,
0: yeah. And yeah. I feel like, especially for my husband, it's like, okay, well, which one are you going to be? Cause I need That's to good. know if we're living in the gray or if we're living in the black and white. Here's right a now. good
1: example. If a Kairos moment happens a majority of the time on average, what is your reaction? I think that's probably a more revealing, consistent way to figure that out.
0: I say primarily grace. Yeah. Um, I do feel like I'm around a lot of harder people. Okay. And I. T- harder truth-filled. See, that's yeah. what a grace person See, would yeah, say. Like harder. <laughs> um, and I think that I always want to. Uh, combat that. I don't even know if it's a grace thing or if it's more of a two thing yeah, um, sure. of where I see depletion. I want to fill in. Now, when I do hear people that are like, it's all love and rainbows and sunshine, sure. that is when I come out people heart. <laughs> yes. right? So yes. I don't even, yeah. Pop, Papa daddy. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no.
1: Yes. Nikki, how about you? When you hear the description of a grace person, description of a truth person, where do you think you're going to land?
2: I think much like Haley, I'm going to have a really hard time just saying one or the other. Yeah. Um, Which
1: one gives you energy?
2: Mm, yeah, see? I don't know. Yeah. Um, Truth does not give me energy.
1: Yeah, I see. I think that's super important. To yeah. M- what gives you what energy? What gives me energy?
2: I'm going to say I lean toward more grace. Yeah. However, <laughs> however.
1: Sure. Don't push me because I'm yeah. close to the edge, <laughs> yeah. right. right?
2: In relationships, I deal with a lot of little people. Yeah. And little people require truth.
1: Black and white.
2: Yes. It has to be clear. It yep. has to be black and white. So I do operate in a the lot. The outlet
1: will kill you. Yes. No gray area.
2: I can't. <laughs> sure, yeah. And yes. like my kids will tell you, yes. my, my personal children, not the church children. Yeah. Um, But my own kids are like... OK, mom's a little rough, but yeah. she does like my daughter currently is we're, we're navigating new territory right in this moment. Sure. That I was telling you guys about earlier that yeah. I'm not even good at it because I'm not used to it. It's unfamiliar. Sure. And I'm still giving her grace in these moments. It's
1: good, though. That's um, good. I think there's something interesting about that. And I do think it is. Um, I think from a female perspective, you guys do see things nuanced yeah. in a very necessary, good, healthy way. I, I think my knee-jerk is I have to think about it in what gives me energy. Yeah, that okay. helped. Okay, because um, it's interesting. When I'm preaching, I primarily operate in a prophetic gifting, which is not the foretelling of the future, but the forth of truth. Yeah. Okay, I do not enjoy a heavy Sunday when i know i'm bringing a corrective word yeah okay i do, all sermons have corrective in it teaching whatever but i do love to get to jesus as quick as i can like if i'm having to lay something heavy down i can't wait to kind of like the sunday a few weeks ago like jesus doesn't overlook sin sin yeah. is sneaky I could not wait to get to Jesus Love Centers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think I operate naturally in a grace um, person. I think my position and in life has forced me to be much more of a truth person, yeah, yeah. Which, which I'm thankful for because, yeah. I, because I think I need it. But I like thinking in the energy. What gives you energy in I that sense? I can tell
0: that grace gives you energy because that is where you have your blackout moments.
1: Explain what a blackout moment is, Haley. Where (laughs) (laughs) this is good. This is called the rest of the sermon. So yeah. (laughs) A blackout moment.
0: Okay, where you are preaching and you close your eyes Mm -hmm. and you start going off yeah you Courtney are, says i get on my
1: tippy toes yeah you do yeah
0: but you black out like in my head jason is not there anymore like it is so gone yeah. and right. you just close your eyes it's scripture after scripture it is work like yeah. and it's almost like it's just coming to you right then it um, is like a but you are yeah. literally like it's giving energy and yeah. you don't do that when it's like And sin sucks. (laughs) Those are always like...
1: Point number three. (laughs) (laughs) That is always
0: at the end. and It is always when we are coming back to and still no matter what, Jesus is good and loves you. Yeah,
1: it's got to be an exhortation, right? I love exhorting people, motivating people, doing that time. And sometimes it requires truth to motivate people. Well, but yeah. yeah.
2: When you said that earlier about the truth person wants the confrontation where the grace will more avoid it. Yeah. You have to find that middle ground yes. because if you are, especially in parenting, sure. if you're all grace, there's people that really want to truth your child. Yeah, for sure. They really, and you have to find that middle. And
1: by truth, we mean stole cold stun. Uh-huh. <laughs> so listen, here's one thing I think that's important is we create environments, I, and, and, I, and I don't think this is something that we spend a lot of time thinking, but it's, it happens, guys, naturally. Okay, at, we're creating something. One of the things that I speak to the men at Westside Men is, if you don't think God's designed you to lead, look at the consequences of the absence of the presence of a man.
2: Mm.
1: Like a void is still a huge thing. Yeah. A, an abusive presence is a huge thing a passive presence is you can't get around it that in our relationships and in our life, we're creating environments. This is something that we learned from gravity leadership, which is was super helpful for us, but it's called the grace and truth matrix. And so if, if you were to kind of draw some arrows in a cross form, you've got four quadrants. The top right is going to be high grace and high truth. Okay. The top right is where every business wants to be. It's all the good stuff but you're left with three other quadrants. If you are someone who is high grace and very low truth, you're creating a hangout culture. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is in our relationships. We know that, you know, I know my best friend just went out and did this and oh my gosh, and it's all over and everyone's talking, but you're asking about boy, the cardinal game was sure crazy last night, yeah. wasn't it? Right, and so that's a hangout. <laughs> that's a hangout culture because you're like, ah, uh, I don't want to engage in this. What are the consequences of this going to be? In the exact opposite of that, if you are high truth and low grace, you have a call out culture. So, as soon as you hear about it, you drive over to their house. You don't even call. You knock on the door. And I have a friend who's super high truth, Jason, one of my best friends. And he always says this phrase Do I need to check your drawers? do I need to check your drawers? And so he'll be talking and he'll be like, yeah, it was crazy, but I just had to check his drawers. Like, it's a classic. It's a classic. <laughs> I need you
0: to elaborate what that means. It Are ju- we talking about your pants? Are we talking about the like, drawers in your dresser? See, Are we talking this is what about? I love. See, I'm right? like going to infant
2: world and you're underpants. Five, uh-huh, yeah, yep.
1: yeah, yeah. It's underpants.
2: Okay. Uh, okay.
1: And it's basically you got to get real personal up close. Like, okay. I'm all up in your stuff. Gotcha. To, to check someone's underwear is a pretty personal thing so yeah so yeah so basically and he always says this phrase and his whole thing is i think this is helpful for for truth people and because i think it's so necessary because oftentimes i'll hear truth people say like the truth is what sets you free it's so important like yes grace is important but when i told jason this he's really been processing this you should not be asking Should I drop truth right now? Yes and amen. Always, by the way. Full of grace and truth. The question is not, should should someone get truth? The question is, how much capacity for truth do they have right now? Okay, that's a big deal. So if somebody is dealing with grief and someone just passed away and there was a drunk driving accident and this horrible thing took place, are you really going to come up to somebody and go, I cannot believe that you chose to get drunk and drive? like yeah. Like what? Like, I mean, obviously, guys, duh, that was the worst decision they've ever made in their life. How much capacity for truth do they have in that moment? Not much, yeah. okay? So I think call-out culture is something where it's all the time, we're harping on this. If you're not high in grace or truth, we call this a checkout culture, okay? This is apathetic, which is a dangerous place to be because the opposite of love is not hate, It's right? apathy. Mm-hmm. It's apathy. It's just, I give up. I don't know. It's whatever. You know, it's when you tell the kid, just do whatever you want.
2: I don't care. You're Right.
1: You just do whatever you're defeated. Yeah. Now, Jesus obviously didn't operate in any of these. Check out, call out, hang out, right? In the upper right, full of grace, full of truth, is call in. And now think about this. Think about the woman at the well, right? Jesus is talking to a woman. Everything about the Scripture is so provocative. He speaks to a woman. He initiates. She's so startled and all of this crazy stuff. And then she's like, well, he says, go home and tell your husband. She's like, I don't have a husband. And he's like, you're right. Because you've had five homeboys <laughs> you know it's like truth and she's like, oh my goodness. Then we see later on in the gospel that because of this woman and the love that she found in Christ, the word spread. like we see Jesus operating constantly full of grace and truth. So now that we've identified kind of where we lean on this, what culture do you think that you are currently right now creating, operating in check out call out hang out maybe call in praise be to god that's awesome (laughs) i don't i don't it doesn't always have to be negative guys right
2: Uh, hmm. um
1: you can also say here's where i naturally probably right and here's where i am currently Um, i'm
2: raising a teenager so right now i feel like i am in some call out moments yeah
1: Do you carry guilt because of that? A lot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. See, that would tell me that grace would give you energy in that sense. Um,
2: I don't. I don't like it, but it's necessary. Hundred percent. Like honestly, when your kid doesn't like do things, and then they do things that you're like oh, I have to deal with this or it's going to become yes. a bigger problem. Right, 100%. Um, I'm hearing Barney, like from the Andy Griffin show, like, nip it, nip it in the bud. That's good. And you have to. Before hey, wait a it...
1: second. Is it nip it in the bud?
2: B-U-D, yeah. What? Yeah, B-U- yeah, but like plant, it's more plant not. You think Andy Griffin was going to say the word but back then on TV?
1: Uh, guys, I, I don't know what I can trust. I wish you trust. could see
2: his I face right now. <laughs>
1: I you don't like know them. what I can trust in this world. For some reason, I don't know if it was the podcast microphone that I could hear like
0: the B-U-D? I've bud. always
1: thought it was nip it in the butt.
0: No, I also just found out, and I have no verified information <laughs> that it's not. You can't have your cake and eat it too. It's you can't have Kate and Edith too. What? No, you hold on. No. I can't. Hey, listen.
1: My capacity for truth <laughs> right now. There's I can't I'm not even dealing with that because I can't I was even just handle like, that. Of
0: course you can have your cake and eat it. Why would anybody say that? That doesn't make any sense. You can't. Sense. So it's probably so a it's super two people. Well, you it's can't two have women. Kate so it's and a and Edith too. So it's you a can't super chauvinistic.
1: Both. Like <gasps> oh my gosh, I I don't know what it was, but the Holy Spirit <laughs> spoke to me, and I cannot believe that it's nip it in the butt. So does that come from agriculture?
2: Yeah, it's more. You of, have yeah. to clip it yeah.
1: at the bud.
2: Bud. Yeah.
1: Insane. Yeah yeah
0: do we are we verifying any of this are I'm we putting like out you fake guys fact, news fact right check me
2: <laughs> like fact check someone me put it on i want Facebook.
1: our viewers to send it yes, in info it at in. Westsidepd. Yep. org. let us know we're fact not gonna we're gonna live Real. dangerous forget google yeah okay you right? guys
2: <laughs> fact check me yeah. tell Haley i'm right um it'll be great
1: so nikki i i completely no. understand when it comes to parenting the, the call out yeah it, it, it makes complete sense where do you think apart from the current season that you're in where do you think what is a natural response to you Check out, hang out, call out.
2: I tend to lean more toward hang out just because I don't want to, I don't want to be confrontational. Like I will say comments and Lori Coleman, who works ministry with me, um, She's like, I can say this. I'm like, no, I can say it. And Laurie gives me a look, like, yeah, hush your face. No, you can't. That was sweet. You know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you're sure, so cute sure. to think you're really gonna do that. You're right. not gonna do that. Cause I don't want that confrontation. That's
1: good. That's really good. Haley, how about you? That what you're currently in and maybe even what you tend to just naturally operate in.
0: So we had a talk about this um with women's leadership the other day. Yeah. And I was just kind of like when I can have confrontation with you, I feel safe with you. Oh. so That's such an
1: Enneagram 8 thing to say, by the way. Like Enneagram 8s are like, woohoo, debate, confrontation. Like Parker lived for that. Like it's it's so interesting to hear you say that.
0: Yeah, like, and I think that I'm finding more and more that there are like only a few people that I feel that safe with despite my outward super friendly appearance and like let's always have a conversation. Because
1: you're an Enneagram six? Two. Two. Yeah that's right. Duh. I totally knew that. Eh? You've got to be high in a six life of the party vibe though as well.
0: Six is life of the party, or is it seven? I don't think it's six because I'm married to a six, okay. and I love Rick. But I think that's seven not is his. the woohoo
1: life the of the woo-hoo. party, all that stuff. Okay.
0: And so, yeah, apparently, I'm giving off life of the party vibes. Totally. So, um, I actually think I'm a two wing three. Okay. And so, all of that to say, like for me, if I can have com confrontation with you i feel safe with you wow so i would only call you out if i loved you
1: wow Mm. interesting and so it's a really well put way yeah you said that well
0: i would only i would only do that with people i love but that does not always come across well to people i love because you love me and yet you are not giving me as much grace sure as you do this other person yeah how I navigate all other people is 100% hangout. Yeah. Like, let's just invite you in, right. get you some grace, right. maybe you like it, yes. and then you'll stick around. That's and good. then once you're in, I will hit you with a hammer.
1: Yes, For, and see if you can handle it. Is how does our relationship go after yes. this? All that stuff. That's good. That's really good. I think it's, it's a lot complex. The season I think that I'm currently operating in, I think... I would probably say, well, first I would say naturally I'm probably going to do hangout. But if it gets bad, if I live in call out too long, my next move is checkout. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. because that's just a lot.
1: I'm gone. I'm just like, none of this is going well. Everything's bad. All of that stuff. The older I get and I'm also married to an Enneagram 4 who's the most honest person that I know, I am appreciating and loving challenge and call out a whole lot more in my life. But it has to be done a certain way to me. A hundred percent. Example, my brother John, who's the oldest, I'm the youngest of four boys, When the football coach grabs your helmet and headbutts you and is like, Jordan, get in there, and just is cussing and doing my brother John is fired up. Yeah, He's like, put me in, coach. Remember the Titans, Rudy. He's all (laughs) of that stuff, okay? If you did that to me, I'm taking my pads off and I'm leaving. Really? I'm just like, what are, like, I remember I had a boss when I was doing construction. Hey guys, we wanted to take a break from the podcast, and I wanted to fill you in on this incredible resource. Listen, I know I've got a lot of pastor friends, a lot of church volunteers, maybe you're on staff at a church, and there's a ton of things that when I started working at a church that I didn't know anything about. And when I became pastor at Westside, there was a lot that I didn't know about. And one of those things was church insurance. I'm in a board meeting. Someone says, what's our insurance policy? And I'm like, I have no idea. Listen, I don't care how much you paid for your seminary education. They don't teach you about church insurance. But listen, Westside has found a great resource at First Choice Insurance through our agent, Matt Phillips. First Choice Insurance is locally operated. It is family owned. They have a ton of insurance policies from A to Z. They've insured everything from airplanes, zoos. like Legitimately, Matt told me that they've insured a lion before. So listen, if you work at a church, if you're a pastor, and you're like, seminary did not teach me about church insurance, I want you to reach out to Matt Phillips at First Choice Insurance. The number is 573 686 2870. Again, that's Matt Phillips at First Choice Insurance, 573 686 2870. Or you can check them out on Facebook. Again, family owned, locally operated, Matt Phillips, First Choice Insurance. Back to the show, guys. I was not in a right state of mind when this happened. <laughs> I dropped some tools, did a lot of stuff, and he just laid into me. He lays into me. Then my brother, who's the general contractor, shows up, throws the truck in park. Hey, come over here. He's laying into me. I undid my carpenter pouch, threw it at his feet, and chunked deuces and got into my Hyundai Ascent and drove (laughs) off. I was like, it's 109 degrees out here. I'm making $8 an hour. And you're like, it does not drive my performance. yeah. Yeah. I need someone to go hey, I think you're really good at this and what I appreciate and I see a lot of potential and I think this is good. This is very serious and I need you to hear me on this. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like this is big. I need to listen to this. Jolie is like that. It's big time, Yeah, you know, which I have found is actually really difficult for a call-out person to do. Mm Mm-hmm because it's paced, it's thought out, it's not just the hammer, and it makes them really emotional. Yeah, Like I've had Jason Courtney speak into my life, and finally after, gosh, guys, I mean, we're going on 10 years of friendship here. I think this is really important for me to say. 10 years of one of my best friends, and we've just now arrived at a space of like, I've got to tell you something hard, and I know how to do it. I think at least it took us that long, you know I, what I'm saying?
2: I'm pretty sure though there's some kind of again, fact check me scientific study <laughs> that if yeah. they are in your life and that kind of friend for anything over seven years, yeah, it's like a life they, Absolutely. that is a lifetime long for sure. friendship. so so
1: every and he's a call out person. He would love to just check my drawers. but when he like does that, he gets emotional yeah. and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is so serious. Like I've got to lean in on this big time,
2: but the love is there. And that's oh, why big time the, lo- like I could like the football coach. We can do that with Cooper. Yeah. We could always do that with Cooper. Cooper, would be, he would be fired up. He's good to go. Yes. You can like, we could have been like, sweetie, no, don't do that. He'd still stick his hand as a toddler over the fire. Yeah. Right. You could smack his hand, tell him no freaky out, He would be fine. Sure. Jolie, on the other hand was the complete opposite. Yep. Like, her getting in trouble is, well, sis, you've not been living up to what you said you would do, so we're going to have to do this now. She bursts into tears. Sure. The world's crumbling. Tender-hearted. Life is over. Love it. So it is yeah. relational, though, in yeah. those moments. Big
1: time, for sure. And I think knowing those personalities and how to invest mm-hmm. and into those relationships. I mean, I preach this all the time. Relationships are no different than your bank account. There are deposits and there are withdrawals. Now... In, in the covenant, that's protected by the covenant of the promise. I'm not going anywhere. I'm here for better, for worse, in sickness and in health. But in order for this thing to grow like a garden, there's deposits and there's withdrawals. So I think that's super important. I would love from here to, to hear from our listeners. Which one do you operate in most? Hang out, check out, call out, or call in? Now, the last thing that's really interesting, again, we see Jesus in full of grace and full of truth. Another way that you could say this, and another term that's used for Jesus in the scriptures, because remember, he's the picture of the perfect person, is he is the lion of the tribe of Judah, and he is the lamb that takes away the sins of the world. So in Revelation 5, this is in two verses, sequentially in Revelation 5, verses 5 and 6. And one of the elders said to me, weep no more, behold the lion of the tribe of judah the root of david has conquered so he can open the scroll again lion conquered think about this language mm-hmm. this is why i love the bible this is the next verse verse 6 and between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders i saw a lamb standing as though it had been slain like i love the picture because both of those are necessary you need a lion to conquer But the only way the lion can conquer is through the way of the lamb, that Jesus Christ was sacrificed. He did the way of the lamb. I heard this very interesting. Again, I think you could change these words, but the difference between religion and the gospel. Religion says, I messed up. My dad's going to kill me. And the gospel says, I messed up. I better call my dad. Mm. And that's just hit you like... Oh, I get it, like, completely. What do you think it takes in our relationships to operate in the, I messed up, I need to call them? What do you think it takes? Obviously, deposits, but practically, tell me, what. what is this? I think people are listening to this, and they're like, wow, I'm tracking, this is good, what does this mean? What are some boots on the ground of, how can I have, and I'm not saying every relationship is I messed up. I need to call them. Yeah. Right. I'm meaning like your close relationships here. Yeah. What do you think is required of you to be that as close to full of grace, call in full of truth that you can operate in? What does that look like?
0: To be with Jesus or to be that with other people?
1: To be that with other people and, and to be that for other people, for someone to go, I messed up. I need to call them and invite them in. What have you done in that relationship to create that call in environment?
2: I think you have to either, and I'm going to speak for me to have those people in my life that I can say, I messed up. Yeah. They need to be safe. Mm.
1: Describe safe to me.
2: My words have been used against me in Mm. the past. Yeah, for
1: sure. Betrayal. Uh,
2: But yes, but not intentional, not in a mean way. Okay. Um, I've had my closest friends when I've confided in them months later, re- bring it up. And will you remember this happened? Yeah. And I felt like there was a shift, like they were yep. storing ammo kind of. Sure. And I did not like that. Yeah. So that taught me, okay, in order for me to open up to people, they need to be safe that I know good. what I say to them is not going to not only go to other people. Sure. Sure. In a gossipy kind of way, but it also doesn't need to be used against me at a later date. Yeah, that's good. And what so about, I try to be
0: that for other people. Absolutely, as well.
1: that's what's huge. Is what I think when you create that is when you see what you need in yeah. that sense. What about you, Haley?
0: I think patient. Yep. Yeah. Steady. Um,
1: Constant. That's good. In, I like that.
0: Inviting to a conversation, um, especially just with the even your tone. Yeah. So Chelsea and I are doing discipleship group yeah and we met yesterday yeah and we were like both kind of like heavy-hearted like hey um we want to be honest about sin like we're called to do sure but like i want to do that with you yeah i need to know before i tell you everything sure that like you're gonna do this with me that's good yeah and it was like a conversation and then after that of like the trust. Hey, I know that no matter what yeah, you're about to it's say, good. it's really good. Like, I'm not gonna blow up at you. I'm not like that. Doesn't mean we don't get corrected. It doesn't mean we put in safeguards. Sure. But like, whatever you're about to hear, I'm I'm still here. That's huge. Yeah.
1: You know that when you what you said was there was an invitation. Yeah. Right. And Jesus invites, come yeah. follow me. He says nobody builds a tower without counting the cost. I think one of the things for me is I need to know that you don't want anything from me.
2: Yeah.
1: I think that partially has to do with the deep intense counseling and therapy that I've gone through with being a pastor. Right. <laughs> and, but, but there really is, I need to know like my performance. You don't care about that. Yeah. None of this impresses you. Cause like, like I'm good guys. Like, like I can weasel, like I'm a sinner saved right. by grace. Okay. So like the people that are like, man, you know, nah. I used to see that as a threat when I didn't impress my wife, and now I'm like, oh, like
2: she's still here. It doesn't matter. That's the language of
1: love. Yeah. Like, what? Why would I be wooed by that? Like, if I'm wooed by that, when you don't do that, then that's then I create this self fulfilling prophecy. Like, ooh, I want to impress you. Why don't you love me? You're not impressing me. You only want something from me. I knew I like. It's a yeah, self fulfilling yeah. thing. So I think for me, it's just the. I see you, I love you, I think is a big deal when it comes to that. We'd love to hear from you guys. I think this grace and truth thing is huge. I think it's major how we live out our lives and how we create our relationships. And Jesus is 100% grace and 100% truth. And I think it's a game changer to know that he's the picture of the perfect person. We would love to hear from you guys. If you've got any questions, shoot us an email at info at westsidepb.org. Shoot our Facebook page a message. Call 911. Don't do that. Don't do Just that. do it. Like, hold yeah. on. We do have that. different
0: numbers. Do, like, do
1: whatever do you want. Hey, also, if you're listening to this on a podcast platform, it would be super helpful if you gave us a review. The whole algorithm, Mark Zuckerberg, everybody's ruling the world, right. all of that stuff. If you could share this, pass this on, it would be a ton of help. We love you guys. If you want more information, visit our website at westsidepb.org. We'd love to see you this Sunday. We've got kids' side meetings. We've got baby dedications. We've got all kinds of stuff. Yeah. We love you guys. Right. Yeah, for sure. Until we meet again, it is all about Jesus. Amen. <laughs> <laughs>